Welcome to Espresso Shot. I'm Sarah. Uh, I am the director here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center. I have no idea how many years I've been in the industry at this point. I feel like they're all blurred together. Uh, just been doing this a while. That's about all about me. <laughs> and I'm TJ. Uh, I'm an event manager here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center. Um, I've been event managing for three and a half years. Don't know. Something bro. like that. Um, but have been in the event industry for a long time. Espresso Shot is a podcast about the staff, faculty, and students of the Bush School of Government and Public Service. The recordings take place in our studio here at the Annenberg Presidential Conference Center, the Allen Building, or the comfort of the guest's office. Each episode, we will inform you of the individual's unique qualities, contributions they bring to the college, their work and or experience throughout their time here. Welcome to Espresso Shot. Espresso Shot. We aren't doing numbers, are we? Um, we don't have to. Let's see. Numbers. Four, five. What episode we're on? Episode five. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah. That's a thing to track that stuff, huh? Well, we well, did. Jamie we did. Would appreciate it. Yeah, Jamie. It helps Jamie track <laughs> all the stuff she posts. Yeah. <laughs> if not, she's like, who? <laughs> uh, well, so yeah. Will, Megan, Brian. Isn't there one more in between? Am I making that up? Okay, I feel five, bad because I didn't listen to Will's yet. I need to. It's okay. Well, you need to listen to Brian's probably first and then Will's because it's really funny because Brian comments a lot on Will's. Okay. All right. That <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. So now I don't feel that bad. No, you're good. <laughs> okay. So today we are joined by Dr. Kenny Taylor. Um, he earned his MBA from Bellarmine University's Rubel <laughs> School of Business and also holds a BA in sociology from the same institution. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm, I'm one for two. You actually did. Right. At least you asked this time for this double-turned conversation. His PhD in leadership studies is from Our Lady of the Lake University in San Antonio. His dissertation research focused on the link between leader behavior within nonprofit organizations and its impact on employee job satisfaction. Dr. Kenneth Anderson Taylor is an assistant professor of the practice, the director of outreach and young professional development within the Center for Nonprofit and Philanthropy, and holds the Younger Carter Endowed Practitioner in Residence. Are you really awesome. reading all that awesome. stuff? <laughs> in 2018, the Tamu College of Architecture appointed Dr. Taylor as the faculty fellow within its Center for Health Systems and Design. Welcome, Welcome, Kenny. Yes. Thank we didn't you. Call, we call you Kenny, right? Kenny's fine. Thank I you. I almost copied and pasted all of it. And I was like, if we do that, then we're going to hear from Will because we didn't do all of Will's. And then I didn't do all of Brian's. And I was like, well. Well, if you get into Will and Brian, it's you'd have to go much longer. Oh, not to you. See, I told you this was five. <laughs> How could you forget that? Squirrel. How you got you Andrew know? over here, huh? No, it's it's so fun. There's a, just, there's a lot, you and there there will be a link to the bio. Yeah, when we post, um, below, below, down yeah. below, on the side. Um, click here. So it's a lot. <laughs> so you've done a lot. Every time I read these bios, I think, man, I haven't done anything with my life. <laughs> you said <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, I feel like it's a lot. It is. I think the same thing because I'm like, oh. I don't want to read this anymore. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is depressing. <laughs> I got up and got dressed this morning, got my kid to school on time. I know, right? Right. <laughs> I wonder sometimes when you put all that stuff on there, but I guess you kind of have to around here, maybe a little bit. In academics, I feel like you have to. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. I guess the students, depending on how hardcore the, how hardcore the students are. I want to see somebody's biologist says, I graduated. Yeah. I graduated. I graduated. Well, we can change kid. yours. <laughs> Be a lie. Um, you graduated into adulthood. <laughs> just barely. Did I? Barely. Just barely. <laughs> Still in question. Yeah. Okay. So you're a. Uh, <laughs> Lots part. of laughing on this one. Uh, always. 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 That's good. That's good. I don't like to laugh. Too. Okay. So assistant professor of the practice. I asked. Everybody we've had that has had that title. Okay. What does that mean to you? What is that? What is it? What, what is, is it? Yeah. I think it's kind of a thing now. So of practice basically alludes to 
someone that has work experience in the field. So I had this long career working as a nonprofit practitioner. Y'all can't see him air quote. He's air quoting. Yeah, I did air quotes <laughs> just then. Um, but the practitioner and residence refers to I practiced in the nonprofit field. And for me personally, around 20 years, I guess, uh, as an undergraduate student is when I first started working for a nonprofit organization. And then uh, shifted after those 20 years to try to make it into academia. And for someone like me, who didn't just go straight to school and then into teaching. Um, nowadays, it seems like there's institutions that invest in professors, teachers who have practical experience. And so there's this of practice that uh, indicates to students that uh, you're learning from someone who has experience out in the field. It's always curious me to think that there are professors out there that don't have experience. <laughs> have you right. been across this university? Well, you know, no. Maybe no. university? Well, only because... I'm sorry, ma'am. Did you help us um, when we had classes in our building? <laughs> you should know. Yeah, but I only hung out with like the cool professors. And I'm like, they've done some stuff. Who are the cool professors <laughs> that they have experience? I don't know. I see. I feel like they did. Okay. Like our one sports management. Oh, I thought you were referring to art history. I was like, really? No. Um, <laughs> yes. But it, yes. I think it depends yeah, just, on the field too. But because I've always been in the workforce, mm -hmm. right? Like basically always. This is not about you. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always been taught from people that have the life experience, not mm -hmm. well. I read it in a book. You read yeah. it in a book. So I've always been taught with some so I just I guess I just assumed that most professors had some sort of experience. I need to be in the field, doesn't it? There's certain there's certainly some if you could imagine. I mean, I've I never really thought about it myself, but uh, of course, again, in shifting to this environment, I've certainly thought about it a lot more. Um, there's professors who literally undergraduate graduate school, went right into a doctoral program, mm -hmm. taught as an assistant teacher, completed their PhD, and went right into teaching full-time. That's more of the tenure track or tenured faculty members. So there, there's some you could say in terms of work experience outside of the classroom. There's several that I imagine that have that background. Um, but more universities, I mean, I, I commend uh, an institution like A&M and uh, I see it a lot more out in the market of universities that are looking for folks of practice. And then, of course, there's the whole thing of how many spots are there for tenured faculty members, because not a lot of uh, colleges and universities are investing in tenure track opportunities and so many of them rely on adjuncts, part-timers, uh, but to have full-time professors of practice, students learning from, my understanding is, especially here at the Bush School, is that goes all the way back to the foundation of the school with President Bush and him having appointees that didn't have the PhD, right. but certainly had tons of experience out in the field uh, to train our students. And that still is who we are today. I think that's why I, it makes sense to me. How the hell can you teach public service if you've never done any public service work? You just read it in a book and then go teach it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah the the, 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 the research stuff is, is important. And, <laughs> oh, you yes, know, so absolutely. All, that, all that, that stuff counts, too. It does. Course, it does. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, we're not. I'm just saying, like, I, I feel like that's the only way to grow these students. I mean, once you get out of the house, you have four years or whatever it is that you do once you graduate high school to figure out who you are, what you are how to make it in the world. And so when there's no jobs or people or a safe environment to learn that kind of stuff in based on people who've had those experiences, like I, I just find it fascinating that there's a lot more degree plants that don't have 
that brings up a really interesting point, something that I thought about, again, when I was working on uh, my PhD was there has to be some institution out there that would appreciate someone with my background. And again, uh, collectively, holistically across the United States, it's not a thing, but more and more you do see universities investing in professors of practice. Uh, um, you know, some of it might be, like I mentioned, you know, a, a whole career that spanned more than 20 years in the field and then deciding to shift to what do you want to do next after you felt like you had a whole career? Um, mm -hmm. People, I guess, face that decision, you know, a lot these days is what do I want to do next. And just imagine if, you know, you couldn't find your place with all of that experience. And I know there's a lot of that out there. So I feel, you know, pretty fortunate to have had a long career in the nonprofit sector and then to actually find a place that was appreciative, that thought that um, I could be a benefit to students learning and preparing them, like you said, for public service, because I kind of feel the same way, of course, is, you know, if students are going to go into public service, why not? have some balance of learning from faculty members, uh, like you mentioned, Professor Nazios, mm -hmm. Dr. Nakamura, myself, others here at the school that are of practice, if you will. Yeah. I guess that answers the questions, what was your main draw to the school? <laughs> I'm going to on down to number seven. Man, main draw of the school? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, it's going to sound really corny, but uh, um Maybe I should go back since this is a podcast, I guess. There, there were the, what would what you the call air that? Quotes. The air quotes. Air quotes. I'm doing air quotes again. The um, shifting from a nonprofit professional to dreaming about being in an academic environment one day was a tough thing internally for me because you know, I was over 40 years old. So I was like, man, that's going to be a hard shift to long career nonprofits, finish off your PhD, start a new career in your mid 40s. And so when I started to think about that or vision what that might be like, um, it was all about finding the right place to do so. And also considering that there will probably be limited opportunities. So I really started to kind of make a list of where I would like to be. And I felt very fortunate that as soon as I did complete my doctoral studies, that I secured a role in advance of actually graduating over at uh, Murray State University. And I ran their nonprofit leadership program for one year. Um, what happened? though, is I didn't complete my PhD in the year that they gave me. So my contract wasn't renewed there. Mm. That was a really tough spot to be in. But it did provide me with the opportunity to rethink, focus on getting done. And then having had that experience at uh, Murray State, what would be your ideal location? And Texas was at the top, mostly because of my folks. My parents lived here. Uh, the only family that I do have all in Texas. Um, Are they around the San Antonio area? Well, they were actually up in Denton until recently, okay. but I had the opportunity to move them here about a year and a half ago since they feel like this is where I'm going to be. So they, they actually moved here about a year and a half ago now. So it's really nice to have them here in the Brazos Valley. Um, but the Bush School basically was at the top of my list in Texas for nonprofit management and leadership programs. And so, uh, you know, you did the research that I could, looked at who was at the school, really didn't see. Uh, quite honestly, I was like, man, there's not too many black folks there. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but but he's I thought wrong. that he's not wrong. He's no, wrong. I mean, I'm I'm not wrong. It's a thing we 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 talk about it here. So I'm just being honest. Yeah. But 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 I did say to myself, what would it take to get in there? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and my thought went to they 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 obviously want the best and what would best position me for that. And quite honestly, I started to reach out in advance of uh, a particular role here. As a matter of fact, I think Dr. Gerald Mumpower was the department head of the Public Service and Administration Department. And I never forget what he passed on to me. He said, well, you know what's gonna happen if you don't apply, you will never get in here. So that was his response in terms of how I started to think about one day getting into the uh, Bush School. And so that's actually how it happened. I applied and feel really fortunate having gone through that process that they uh, uh, um, thought um, good things about my background, my work experience and what my research was focused on, that it could be uh, of benefit to our students. And here we are now almost uh, five years later or completing my fifth year here, my fifth academic year here at the school. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So worst they can tell you is no. Yep. I tell you all that all the time. (laughs) It was, it was, it's like talking to my children. It was just funny. It it really was eye opening. It's like, you know, just advice for anyone is if you don't apply, you already know what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. regardless of what I thought as someone who was on the outside six years ago. No risk, no reward. And it just grows. We're continuing to grow and grow. That's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna eventually kick you to DC. I don't like having you here. Oh, <laughs> I won't go to DC. Oh, my cows are here. Take Can't them with leave me. cows, right? <laughs> can't leave cows. <laughs> <laughs> and it's too expensive. That's a priority. It's not. I can't leave my husband here. It's I can't leave my cows. Well, he won't leave either. He's, it's a package deal. It's a, it's a package. Deal. He comes. The cows yeah. come. He cows. doesn't listen to this anyways. It's fine. <laughs> So can you tell us um, what major projects, papers, et cetera, do you have any that you're working on? Don't say nothing. Oh, geez. Well, being a professor of practice, so the other thing maybe that I didn't mention earlier is there's not a requirement, a hard requirement to uh, engage in research, of course, in this environment, it's always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's several different projects. Uh, the biggest one probably that I've working on currently and have been for the last two and a half years now is a grant with the uh, Texas Workforce Commission in partnership with the Collaborative for Children, which is a nonprofit organization over in Houston. And um, the first two years were, um, I guess, what, 19 and 20. And we have an extension, uh, received an extension for the great work that we did the first two years until the end of uh, 2023 now. That grant is all about sustainability of childcare centers throughout the state of Texas. So Texas Workforce Commission uh, had a request for proposals from nonprofit organizations who uh, could design uh, what's now known as the child care business training. And that was to help uh, uh, child care centers throughout the state of Texas be more sustainable. And a lot of that came up with Hurricane Harvey. Mm -hmm. So the number of child care centers that uh, went out of business, dissolved due to a disaster like Harvey is how could we make uh, child care centers more resilient? And one way that the state of Texas thought about that is provide some training and who could design something that would Um, be helpful for those centers um, outside of the uh, directly working with the kids that they do, um, but also business practices. And so in partnership with the Collaborative for Children over in Houston, we built a series of eight online educational modules for child care center owners and child care center directors around leadership 
strategic management, uh, performance measurement and management, team building, uh, human resources. And um, it's been really well received. Uh, also, financial literacy was a big thing with child care centers. If you think about most of these are uh, small owned businesses, small businesses here in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them, um, several of them, uh, no reserves, how to build reserves, um, being more financially competent, if you will, uh, sustainability issues. And again, it went really well. We received uh, tons of great feedback. And that led to, again, another two-year commitment from Texas workforce, again, up until the end of uh, 2023 at this point. That's probably the biggest project that I've had the opportunity to work on. That's more related to my uh, activity with the Center for Nonprofits and Philanthropy here. Academically, um, just recently, I had the opportunity to build a social justice leadership course. Uh, That was an activity that actually started with the Center for Nonprofits and Philanthropy, a certificate course or offering that we put out there in the world for nonprofit professionals to take advantage of. That was a five course sequence online for any working professionals. And I'd like to think that that was so well received that it turned into uh, designing a course of four credit graduate course for our students here at the Bush School. And so that was uh, prepping um, the content and syllabus last year and launching the class this past uh, January. That's awesome. It's been fun so far. Yeah. I've made your goosebumps right now. The daycare thing really hit me hard because when you were talking, I was remembering back to, how old was Keegan? Ten? Nine years ago when we went, I guess, daycare shopping okay i'm air air quoting now right um because there was one that we walked into and i for the life of me i was so i couldn't even understand how they got their license to even have daycare Mm -hmm. i mean it was so unorganized the rooms were um just it was a random office that they had put partition walls up to block the kit but there was no like there was no safety in place. You walk out to the playground, there's nails sticking out of the playground and things like that. So it's, I don't know if it was just, they wanted to open a business because they really enjoyed spending time with kids and just were uneducated on like safety measures, protocol, anything to run a business. And I just, I think there's so many out there mm-hmm. that there's a lot that start daycares and things like that when they have small children, you know, we'll take on a few more and then they want to, and then they really enjoy it. So then they grow up, but then they don't know where to start. And I feel like that is huge, especially. It is. is. It's a, the state of Texas has a a, a quality rating Mm -hmm. and the origins of this grant had to do with sustainability from disasters. So again, back to the Harvey, Hurricane Harvey is where this kind of started. Um, But the, uh, the, the, the crux of what they wanted to see accomplished is that child care centers would be more safe mm-hmm. and higher quality, exactly what you went through. And of course, the state has a rating system for that. So part of the goal of the grant was to get uh, uh, child care centers to move from one quality rating up to the highest. So from a, a quality rating of two up to four, I believe it is. And that happens. Uh, uh, we feel like that happens when we've asked ourselves, um, you know, what's the impact of the grant? Mm-hmm. Uh, the impact we believe so far is that it was a great program. Uh, folks that came through and went through the program successfully said that they would recommend it to others. And we did see several organizations go from a quality rating of two to three and then two to four, which is the highest rating that the state of Texas have. And and there's there's uh, things that comes with that just as sure as they get a higher quality rating from the state of Texas as well, too. So benefits that 
they can receive and be listed as when uh, folks go shopping yeah. for what child care centers. So. I hate to call it shopping, but that's basically what you're interviewing, I guess, a job interview, you know, kind of like the job interview. Field. I think it's that's that's fair. I mean, you, you, you know, just like we shop for anything else. I mean, you want for your kids uh, to be in the best environment that they that they can be. And that's very easy to find nowadays. But literally until you walk into one. Uh, in a variety of communities throughout the state of Texas, how would you know you're not just going to rely on what the state's website says, you're right. going to walk in there. And so you see what you see. And so hopefully you you see and experience good things in the way that they talk about their business, as well as, you know, developmental assets of children that you or that they want to accomplish and that you want to see uh, happen as a parent. Do they help with like building core education, like curriculum for the kids at that age at all, or who? The, this pro this program. No, no, we're okay. strictly on the business okay. side. Uh, this grant is strictly on the business side again, with directors and okay. owners and uh, business practices. It's literally called the child care business training. Okay, um, the curriculum comes from the state. Well, sort of. Some of it does a guideline. Yes, there is a guideline, but some, I mean, I, you know, from a granted, it's not profit, it's not the private, but it's, I, I mean, that was a huge draw for me really with the daycare was how much the kids are going to learn at what rate, how do they actually do the developmental stuff behind it? Um, cost wise, I feel like no matter what, it's going to be a mortgage payment. I don't know. Cameron got kicked out of one and then I took him out of another because he kept coming home hurt for like a week. He kept coming home with scratches and I was like, I'm going to fight somebody. Right. I got to take him out of daycare. Right, right, right. <laughs> I just keep him at home. It's Did you cool. ever check his nails? Uh, yeah, they were always cut. And whenever I asked the daycare instructors about it, they were like, oh, there was an accident on the playground. I was like, nobody told me. Yeah. Hmm. Like for four days in a row. That's cool. I'm leaving. That's actually, yeah. I think you went to it. That's that's actually been a, a, it was a funny part of it when we first applied for the grant child care centers is not necessarily our space, mm-hmm. um, but um, education is. And so um, capacity building for nonprofit organizations, we felt like our stuff might translate well. And so far it has, but we've also learned a lot from our partner. Um, again, collaborative for children over in Houston, Texas, we've learned a lot in working from them. So we feel like it's enlightened us quite a bit. And it's also, um, you know, made us be a bit more open in terms of uh, projects that we take on. So this one is a, yeah. a, a bit unique for us, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, with all the doors. That you know, I know. You know, really? look, we, we y'all did this one. Now what else can we do? <laughs> Yeah, we we think yeah. it's replicable. We, yeah. we 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 think some other states might benefit from this. Um, we feel like uh, we might be able to offer it in the end uh, in other places. And so, uh, at this point, of course, I'm not sure what type of energy we'll put into that. Um, but according to our partner over in Houston, they seem to think that um, there would be other child care industries and other places that could benefit from this. So if that were to happen, that would be excellent. Again, where I don't, no, I mean, it's again, the point where I feel like I'm not doing anything with my life. Yeah. Besides, oh, besides talking into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what we're learning. I, well, we do learn a lot. That's why I'm grateful we're doing this. Yeah. Just stay out of our own bubble. Sorry. Why are you just glaring at me? No, I wasn't glaring. I like zoned out for a second because I remembered something. (laughs) Cool. We're doing our performance evaluation stuff, but I totally forgot (laughs) something on there. Sorry. That's why I asked you. Are you sure? Never mind. Anyway, that's fine. What is your favorite part about your position in the Bush School? Favorite part? Wow. I know you guys maybe sent me that, but I'm not sure that I reflected on that one a whole bunch. Probably, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it before. It's 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 fun working with students. Uh, um, you have to say that. It can you? certainly be yeah. well. Maybe I should say it can certainly be a pain as well. Yeah. <laughs> but out, but generally speaking, go. It kind of goes back to what I just mentioned. Is like I really. Uh, 
as someone who was thinking about shifting careers in my mid forties, I had to be extremely thoughtful about that process and even what I was going to do next, because I knew that my time in the nonprofit sector ran its course. Um, I started working for Big Brothers Big Sisters as an undergraduate student. I was there for five years when I completed my MBA. Uh, fortunately, they had another opportunity for me at the national office. Um, I spent five years there. And the only thing that I hadn't done with that organization was to run my own agency. And then I had the opportunity to do that for just over four years. So I knew professionally that that time had run its course mm -hmm. and it was time for me to go do something else or be in that role at some other location for Big Brothers Big Sisters, kind of basically doing the same thing, which I had seen many examples of that. You know, 20 years, 30 years, been the CEO of some Big Brothers Big Sisters affiliate somewhere in the United States. And I just knew that. Uh, that wasn't for me. And so what came to mind was, uh, if you think about the, the nonprofit discipline, you know, we think about that here. There's not, there's not a lot of students saying, I want to go learn how to be a good nonprofit professional. There's not a lot of parents who say, go into the nonprofit <laughs> industry, usually what comes up is money. Right. Uh, we still combat that as we think about what we do on a daily basis here is how do we market our program? How do we get more people excited about public service? But uh, I only mentioned those details just to say it was really important for me to, uh, based on the career that I had, to advocate for this type of career. And so when I say students, it's really what I was thinking about. If I can be a part of encouraging students to go out and be uh, a nonprofit professional, that they can make a career out of it, um, it's a good thing to do. And of course, kind of back to the, um, you know, I wanted to uh, um, to be an advocate for males, particularly black males and males of color, because when I worked in the industry, it's a female, a white female dominated industry, basically. Mm -hmm. That changes a little bit when you get to the top uh, CEOs and executive directors and board members, you know, kind of more men a little bit. Um, but one way or the other, uh, in the mid 90s, I guess, when I first started with Big Brothers Big Sisters, I didn't see anybody too much anyways that looked like me that worked in the industry. And as a matter of fact, of course, when I was working on my MBA, I mean, and along the way, my friends in the neighborhood where I grew up at, they were like, what, what do you even do that for? <laughs> you know, do you get paid? I know you don't get paid well enough. I know you don't have any stock options or whatever it might be. So it wasn't like, uh, um, it, you know, I feel like I was pretty thoughtful about what I wanted to accomplish in a shift to academia and uh, what I wanted to uh, pass on to others, support, be part of. You mentioned Bellman a little earlier. Bellman's a small Jesuit Catholic school in Louisville, Kentucky. And so uh, same thing kind of around here. You know, not too many black professors. I don't think I had any. Uh, but when I, uh, this is a great environment for me because it, it takes me right back to when I was in graduate school and what some of our students of color face and to kind of be part of, uh, not just me personally, I mean, we, the, the folks that we have around here that support our diversity efforts, support me going off into my social justice stuff that I've mentioned a little earlier, has, they, they've all been supportive. Uh, but to be part of that is, is, is pretty cool for me today. So again, I know it may sound a little corny, but that's really kind of what I plotted out for myself. Uh, outside, you know, it's lots of flexibility. Um, um, the school does put some emphasis on you figure out what your expertise is. You figure out what you want to do here. Um, 
So I feel like there's tons of autonomy. Um, what the school wants you to do is just to be the best at it and be recognized for it outside of our little environment is to go and spread the word mm -hmm. globally, uh, hopefully, uh, but certainly outside of, you know, Aggieland's campus, I guess you could say. Yeah. So there's lots of cool parts to it. Wow. That was more than just students. I very much appreciate yeah. that. Answer. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I was thinking, yeah, otherwise. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know these students are awesome because you're, you know, you're helping mold the young minds of the generation moving forward that hopefully will change things. But, you know, it's, they're fun. Yes. And I thoroughly enjoy our student employees who work here and, the, and what we get to teach them. But I mean, there's so much more than just, I mean, I know that's why we're here, but totally. It's not just the students. Totally. I mean, we're, it's kind of fun to work together. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we fake the podcast, but it's cool. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> Feel the tension. Wait a minute. This is a fake podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, our, our great rapport that we have. <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Great. So what direction do you hope to see the school going in the future? Or the center? The Bush School. I think it's already headed there. Yeah. I, I really do. Ideally, uh, what? <laughs> ideally, I, I, I mean, it's, it's ideally, I think it's kind of what we're doing. I mean, that's the way that I look at it. I mean, uh, uh, you, you know, again, I'm just now at my or close to the end of my fifth academic year here. I never thought about a location in D.C. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, I never thought about an undergraduate program and now we're prepping in that direction. Uh, uh, growth, uh, that's going to happen. Um, I think I couldn't see beyond when I mentioned thinking about the Bush School, that was my attraction to it as an outsider. It's a small boutique graduate school and and uh you know a, a, you know a certain number of students and that's what the school is in business to do to serve around four or five hundred graduate students that are going to go off and do these great things and have these really you know intimate relationships with small classes and to get to work with you know amazing people every day um, the again, the D.C. location, the undergraduate program, the, uh, the the social justice stuff that I get to work on. I mean, no way did I ever think that that was something that would be that I wouldn't get some pushback on. I did all this preparing or whatever it might be right for <laughs> how you're going to answer this, how you're going to answer that. And for everybody to be really like, go do it. So so um, as far as the future of the school. Jeez, it's, it's really uh, anything above that. Uh, I, I mean, again, I'm not that person. I'm just a faculty member. But uh, you're not just a faculty member. I mean, but 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 still, you know, yeah. we, we 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 do what we do, and then there's leaders who are making decisions. Just like the undergraduate program, that was uh, somewhat of an edict, I guess, from our president. Um, but once that was determined, that's the direction that we were going to move in, you know, our dean immediately said, this is what we're doing. And so we, we, you know, that we prepped the undergraduate program. No big deal. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Um, that is, you know, on the horizon here soon. So as far as the future of the school, I think is um, more what we've talked about is that boutique culture of uh, 400 students and how we work with them and how we prepare them to go be public servants, losing that is highly important in relation to the growth that we know is on the horizon. So, so how do we collectively, those of us that are faculty and staff and students here, um, I don't want to say how we watch over that, uh, but, you know, how we protect it, mm -hmm. how regardless of whatever we grow to, that we can keep that uh, a big part of, uh, you know, the Bush School and how it was 
you know, just how it's been around here. Yeah, there's definitely a different culture out here. So. Yeah, it's, I like, I came from a small school. A fun little liberal arts school you make fun of me for. I liked the small classes. I make fun of the liberal arts school. You, you make fun of my degree. I know, I get it. It's whatever. <laughs> Only <laughs> certain studio, studio art. Bite me. Paint <laughs> 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 me a picture. I did. It's in your office. <laughs> I definitely did. Oh, that was very twangy of you. Mm-hmm. A little Jamie and me today. Is there anything you'd like to share for anyone considering the Bush School, whether it's faculty, staff, or students? Lots of opportunity. Uh, the growth that we just talked about. Um, I, I, I like the idea that uh, that uh, the school with with. It's almost unspoken on some level that uh, the school obviously wants the best, whether it be students, staff or faculty. So, um, you know, really knowing your stuff, if, uh, you know, there's going to be some growth, obviously, in terms of, uh, you know, faculty positions here and I imagine staff positions here. But, um, you know, it's unspoken, but you definitely feel that uh um, you know, we want to be the best and, and that's who we try to attract. So, um, you know, just, you know, preparing yourself accordingly. Uh, if, if this is a place that you feel like you want to be part of, again, whether students, staff, faculty or staff uh, is is important and who we're looking for. Um, the cool part, the other part that I really like is, you know, kind of the way that this is probably more, you know, faculty related, but I, I'm sure, you know, it applies students and staff because we run into some, you know, students that do crazy stuff as well, too. You know, again, it's like we train and work them to go into public service, but there's also students around here who do bad things as well, too. Um yeah, who? Yeah, that's right. Is it for another episode? Maybe that's for about. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna not gonna get on the college into later. that, but um, yeah. uh, they yeah. know who they are. Maybe I should just say you that. You know who you are. But uh, but but really, the uh, uh, I think about well, just think about faculty staff positions. You know, when you put a search out there, you know that. Generally speaking, the applicants that you're going to get are all eligible on some level, right? You have the degree, you have the experience. So that's the thing. But the fun part that uh, I really appreciated early on when I first started, because there happened to be several searches that were going on. I'm talking more faculty searches, but the same would apply for, for staff as well. At the end of the day, don't hire any jerks. <laughs> And so I literally I've heard that consistently uh, in 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 uh, in some of our searches. So you're not a jerk. You just think you like to come off as this hardcore person, but you're not <laughs> just because you have cows. Give you help. Yeah, you all do. It's fine. And maybe that goes to the 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 culture piece. Is mm-hmm. is the it's fine. You know, we, we call ourselves a Bush School family. Yeah. You know, it's important not to bring in any jerks that can kind of mess stuff up. Right. And and so far, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. But it was it was cool to hear that as someone pretty new to the school early on when I first arrived, going through a search process and to in the end kind of hear that in terms of what we can't do. And so that was fun. And I think we've kind of followed that as well, too. So. You don't want the cancer. Get the cancer out. You need your two-week notice now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we have a bonus question. A bonus question. I'm in trouble now. Nah. Who's your favorite, the dean or Dr. Ashley? There is no right or wrong answer. We've definitely not not for us. Yeah, for them there might be. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess right now, this time, they'd have to say Dr. Ashley just because evaluations are coming, but... No, the the fun part for me is I wonder, uh, I wish I would know what others have said and who's winning so far. 
That's pretty equal. That's pretty equal. I think everyone's basically said both. I think everyone's afraid to really. I thought maybe you all were trying to stay away from the answer of both. We were. We were, but, but nobody, yeah. No one. can't force somebody to make a decision. Yeah. Well, it's like we told Brian. I, they're they're <laughs> similar in certain aspects, but they're very different in others. So you have appreciation <laughs> and you like both of them for very different reasons. Totally. Or if there's a third option. Yeah. If say, there's like, a like, third like option. Mary Hine the best. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like Will the best. <laughs> 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 that's my friend at the bush school i think <laughs> no will's my guy um uh no really uh dean welsh is awesome uh he's been from day one solid right um the thing that i reflect on with dean welsh is during my visit he said you know, again, I think about some of this in relation to the diversity stuff, right? Not that that was the conversation that we had at the time, but generally speaking, what I heard from him was if somewhere on campus is going to be great at addressing whatever it is, we want to be that place. And as soon as he said that, I was certainly kind of sold and I was hoping that the, the, the school would have me. And then I guess I would just say, and Frank knows I love him already. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doctor Ashley, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so, are there any fun stories you'd like to share with us? Fun stories like what? Do you guys have any office antics in your center? Office no. antics. Like pranks on each other. Hmm, not pranks. I wouldn't say. No, we haven't gotten into that too much. You must be the only one. <laughs> you never have any ideas. Just shoot me an email. You never have any ideas. No, yeah. we've we've got a we've got a we've got a cool staff. We work well together. We have fun. You know, um, you know we we have a good thing. So I just as far as antics, uh, not too much. Everybody's really cool with birthdays and presents and recognizing one another that all feels real nice and uh we, we pitch in quite a bit for one another so um again that might sound corny but that's just the way that it is it's not corny for us pulling yeah. stuff on each other mm, yeah, not not so much uh uh happy hours kind of a thing you know we do happy hours and it seems like that comes out of the center but not in the it's office <laughs> but we tend to organize some happy hours and people show up so that's another again maybe back to the the, the if the, you build it they will come that's right especially with alcohol yep. right? yeah <laughs> that is true yeah no we um we like to pull prank we we, we don't always we don't always celebrate the accomplishments we celebrate the faults too like jamie sign outside of our office yes <laughs> We had to put Jamie up a sign. It was um, so many days since accident. Yeah. And we oh, can erase safety the number. Issues. And <laughs> she trips on her own two feet. It just became comical well, at, at one point. And then point. we said, like, if she got to, like, 10 consecutive days, we'd have a pizza party. There should be awards for that because I happen to have worked for Home Depot in the past. And safety is a big thing. Yes. And so you get bonuses if you can go so many days without an accident. So. There you go. Oh. But work at Home Depot. Yeah, she should never be there. It could be a bonus. High five. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's got to be the incentive, but it's pizza party, and we were we were almost there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, we were so close. And then had to start over. And then we had to start over. Yeah, that sounds about from right. Zero for a while. It hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds about right. Start over once there's an accident. Yeah, Ooh, silly stuff. I wouldn't call it pranks. Sometimes I haven't. Like a prank would be, you know, like when you go on vacation to put like grass seed in your keyboard. And then when you come back, there's Not grass good. on your keyboard. I need you to stop advertising ideas. I mean, we used to pull pranks yeah, on our one. on our old director. <laughs> what did we do? What did we put? Well, we, no, we foiled every single yeah. piece of like tape, tape, anything that was on his desk. We put it wrapped in foil <laughs> not me i wasn't here and then <laughs> you had nothing to then do we that. copied we uh took a screenshot and um put his desktop <laughs> like a still desktop picture and he couldn't figure out why he couldn't click on anything <laughs> not good and then the air horn under his seat it was, really for, me. <laughs> it was for his birthday oh 
Yeah. It was really funny. That was the time Michael forgot to hit record. Uh, Remember we always bring that joke up? Michael so, forgot to hit record. That was the time he forgot to hit record. So I'll justify it. So it's all in our memory and we don't have anything documented. It's very sad. Wow. It was actually right okay. before one of the you. Bush School <laughs> holiday <laughs> celebrations. That's not me. It's about Michael forgetting to hit record. <laughs> yeah. So... He loves it anyways. Does yes. he? I don't know if he does. Sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I really enjoyed yes. getting to chat with you today. Thank you so guys for I, having me. I appreciate I'm, you. I'm glad you came over. Maybe next time we should do one with everyone from their center. Ooh. I think that would be fun. Over a happy hour? We could do that. Oh. Have then, microphones, then, we'll then, travel. Then the uncorny stuff might come out. Uh, <laughs> we could do it. Yeah, I'm done. I think it'd be fun to do the whole institute. Hmm? Maybe. Talk to Will. I bet he's down. Yeah, I'm sure he will. But we do, I do have, I say we, I'm going to ask the question. You can deny if you want to be on board with it or not. Um, can you help us try and encourage people to come on to the podcast? We've having the hardest time listening to our I'm surprised. No, I think just as sure <laughs> as you get, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'd. Personally, yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm a little surprised because people like talking about their Themselves. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, that's why we were shocked. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm trying. I'm going to go bribe them with candy. Well, candy I thought I thought one time we just do. Try have you, go I was going to say, doors. have you set up over in the school and just said. Come stop by this hour. Stop by and then oh, you never know idea. what uh, uh, you might get a couple of folks, different folks even. Yeah. That's always worked out. Um, and then uh, I know that uh, Dr. Gauss used to do one with one of our faculty mm -hmm. members. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Uncorked was a thing. And that was off site. I'm not in saying do it off site. What I am saying is Go you probably masses. get people to together yeah. that have different backgrounds and think about things different ways. That would be. Yeah, I'm sure it would get very interesting. We do a shotgun episode and yeah. do that. Just go post up somewhere in the Bush School. Mm -hmm. Quiet area. Not downstairs. Holly's office if she brings the dogs. Come yeah. up to the second floor. There's bunches of space up there. Yeah, yeah. It's always quiet in IT. They don't or even in our center. Yeah, the room just like this. Mm -hmm. I know. I went up there today. Yeah, people come over there all the time. I had to make delivery. Kathleen, delivering. Swag. Oh. Which school swag. We should also throw out there that your facilities manager next door needs to do a better job about finding recycling bins. He's dropping the ball on that. <laughs> I'm going to need him to fill out a form with that. I'm going to stay away from now. Okay. I'm going to well, need him to work harder. <laughs> well, we don't want to take up too much of yes. your time. Yes, but thank you so much for joining thank us today. Thank you all. I appreciate you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Espresso Shot. Make sure to visit our website, apcc.tamu.edu, where you can subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an exciting show. While you're at it, if you enjoy the show, leave a review or comment, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Or if you're interested in being a guest, email us at apcc at tamu.edu. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.